Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Standard Definition, the Retro Nostalgia Podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the PC muscle race himself, Laron Dawkins. What's poppin', yo? Also joining us is the rising star of Boss Rush Entertainment, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Pereira. Hi, Mark. Hey. Hi. Rising star. Yeah. That star is definitely on the rise. I'll say that. Ooh. I mean, I, I feel like, if I'm being honest, it's surpassed anything that, you know, we've done, at least on the writing side. <laughs> yeah. Except I saw the numbers for the month, on You passed me. Good job. Oh, I did? Yeah. You were busy this month, though. You were busy with real life stuff. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, don't remind me. Don't remind me. It was so busy this week. Yeah. Laurent, I'll, send, I'll show you pictures and videos of this thing. It was... You mean outside of what you've already stupid. sent me stuff? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Stupid. Oh my gosh. Uh, but anyways, stupid as in fun and great and stuff. Not stupid as in like stupid. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured what you meant. Yeah. Uh, how's everyone doing? Everyone doing good? It's ba- good to be back doing MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah. a minute. I know. Yeah, it's, it's been the, a hot it's minute. The, it's the penultimate one before like we we end phase one. I know. That's right. It's crazy. We're already almost at the end of phase one. Oh, how time flies. Yeah. Right? Time flies, indeed. And then uh, we're going to start phase 1.5 with, with Agent Carter. I know. <laughs> I'm excited for that, by the way. I've been watching Agent Carter. Like, <laughs> like it, wasn't on my, it wasn't on my list of things to watch, you know? But, um, but, I've, but I've been re-watching it. And, yeah. uh, and, and I got to say, you know... Here's a small preview for when we do start standard death for uh, Angel Carter. Like it's a fun ride. <laughs> yeah, I have a huge crush on Haley Atwell too. By the oh, way, yeah. just, just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Even though, even though I, I, I kind of, I kind of have a thing for, uh, for, for uh, uh, Bridget Regan. You know, uh, Dottie Underwood. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, but that's enough of that. That's enough of that. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's ABC. They're gonna hire the the most attractive people possible to play these roles right i mean yeah yeah but but then again uh, uh, i like i like i like strong you know powerful women so you know i mean who doesn't be no, uh, don't answer that question Repu- republicans <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh if you if you need a reminder, we are here to review the MCU for standard definition. We are reviewing Captain America the first Avenger today. It's gonna be awesome. Woo. I am excited. I wore my I wore my Captain America t shirt, not just a plain black or a white t shirt or a hoodie or something. I am here. I am all in on Captain America. You know what makes me excited for Captain wait, America? Wait, 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 you're not all in Captain America, are you? I am. I'm all in. I'm inside. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I am all up inside. Good this night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Do you know the super soldier serum? That's me. Nope. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, thank you. No, thank you. Anyways. <laughs> I really love this movie. Uh, but anyways, let's let's get through this housekeeping before we start the actual actual show. This is Standard Definition, the Retro and Nostalgia podcast here on the Boss Rush Network, where each and every Monday now, we've changed days, everybody. Monday, for your listening and viewing pleasure, we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about games, movies, shows, and other topics that make us nostalgic. You can support us 
and get the show two weeks early by heading over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network, or subscribe on free feeds. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. You can also catch all of our content on our YouTube channel and on BossRush.net. The merch store, buy your Marvel and review shirts. Really appreciate it if you did that. They're cool. They're popping. We're also going to make a phase one review shirt as well. We're just going to have them ranked whether you like it or not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Also, by the way, we need to read off March's patron producers. All right. Because that's something we have not done and we are here to do. So, because we appreciate our patrons and our fans. We do. Let's let's list off our producers. Remember, if you want your name read on any of Boss Rush Network's shows, we will read them as they come in for that episode. These are producers for March 2022. We have Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, and my wife. Sana Dierg. So uh, wait, 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 she has no she has no cool she has no cool no. like like screen like screen or username. No, not this. She time. has not she has nothing she has nothing nobody can stalk her on the internet under. Nope. That's <laughs> nope. Nobody can't slide in her DMs. Mm-mm. You can probably are find her, her tag in something that I've tagged her are, in if you want. Are her DM are her DMs open? I don't know. I don't even think she has a Twitter. She does, but she hasn't used it in like six years, so I don't know. We'll see. But thank you that for is... supporting the show at the five dollar tier. Remember in April we are switching up the way pay- Patreon works. Uh we're moving it from six tiers to three tiers because we feel it is easier. It's just easier for people. The less options you have, the you know, the easier it is to pick which one I get, I think. Sometimes sometimes there's too many options. Absolutely. So uh also sh- shout out shout out to Stoy and David Nystrom and Austin Campbell. They're not producers, but they. I was about to, I was about to say what they do. They they pledged a nice chunk. So, okay. Anyways. Nice. All right, let's move on. Captain America: The First Avenger. Great film. I love it. I'm gonna give the synopsis, the box office crap, and then I'm gonna ask you guys, as is tradition, your overall feelings of the of the of the film. Captain America: The First Avenger is the fifth movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The film stars Chris Evans as the titular character, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, and Hugo Weaving as Red Skull, along with a slew of other actors we will get to in a moment. There's a lot of people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, people I didn't Cast even realize. Jeez. Released on July 19th, 2011, director Joe Johnson and the writers Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely jumped at the chance to work on the film because of the uniqueness of a period piece superhero movie. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, this was pretty unique for the time, I think. Uh, so the budget was $140 million and the box office uh, total was $370.6 million. So tripled, almost tripled its budget back, which is okay, I guess, at the time. Obviously not the billion dollar movies every one of these things are every time it comes out now but 
Um, at the time, obviously, we didn't really know what this was going to be. At the time, I remember at the time, like the build up to Avengers was like the big deal, not like the cinematic universe, really. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we w- it came out the same year as Thor as well. Uh, so other, if you listen to the Thor episode, the notable films are the same: X Men: First Class, Sherlock Holmes, Game of Shadows. Cowboys and Aliens, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Green Lantern, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Cars 2, Super 8, uh, In Time, Immortals, uh, Warrior, Limitless, Drive, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty pretty uh, stacked year for movies that year. Mm-hmm. There was like a really weird time for movies where like, Every week there was a new movie coming out that everybody had to see. Yeah. You know, now with the rise of streaming services, you're lucky if you get like one a month. Because <laughs> everybody's like, oh, wait till it gets to Netflix or Amazon or Disney Plus now is the big one for me. Just like, oh, I'll just wait till Disney Plus gets it. Uh, the synopsis of the film it is 1941 and the world is in the throes of war. Steve Rogers, played by Chris Evans, wants to do his part by joining America's armed forces, but the military rejects him because of his small stature. Finally, Steve gets his chance when he is accepted into an experimental program that turns him into a super soldier called Captain America. Joining forces with Bucky Barnes and Peggy Carter, Captain America leads the fight against Nazi-backed Hydra organization. So, uh, what what do you guys think of the movie, first of all? Uh Laurent, I kind of know your stance Mark, I'm going to go to Mark I'm going to let you go first, Mark. I want to hear Mark's take, because the last time, Mark was pretty like, I don't really care for Captain America. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yes. When I first saw this movie, I did not like it. Um, But uh, There's a but. There's a but. Yes. Yes. There's a a huge but. Uh Um, That's America's ass. Yes. (laughs) America's ass sized butt there. Um, uh, The MCU has done such a good job with the character of Steve Rogers and Captain America that going back and watching this movie, like it, it might be my favorite of Phase One. (gasps) What? 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 Hold on! Hold hold on! Yeah. Yeah, I, I got wrong. that on recording. That's recorded. Yeah, everybody. yeah, because for yes, because for weeks on the Staring Definition podcast, he was like, "I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Captain America <laughs> is not a good enough movie to be a favorite. Look, one of best yeah. movie of Phase yeah. One. What yeah. the? Well, I know I said might. I said might. But... Did I just did I just walk into the Bizarro <laughs> world or something? What's going on here? Who cares? Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. A Multiverse lot. of Madness. Am I right? That's right. Ah. Mm. Somebody's gonna weave a spell, and we're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and not remember who uh, who Mark Pereira is. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna delete these files. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, continue. I mean, that's. I mean, it, it was it was really good. It was it was very um, stylist artistically. Like the, mm. the style was really cool. The cast is phenomenal. The story's great. Um, I think going into it, when I first saw the movie, I didn't know anything about Captain America. And it just, you know, there's kind of a little bit of a bait and switch. I don't know if this is true of the character in the comics or if it's just in the movie. But um, when he, like, takes the super soldier serum and then becomes basically, like, 
the chorus girl <laughs> for mm-hmm. the war effort. And so it's like, I, it just felt like just, I don't know. I, I didn't like that the first time that I saw it, but I just, I love the, the, um, I love that it's a period piece. I love things that take place around World War II. Um, Chris Evans is fantastic in it. They do a really great job of building up the relationship between Steve and Peggy. Um, the director's awesome. The score is fantastic. Um, the bad guy's great. I mean, like every everything about it is. It's just a good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I, I I wish that more of his movies took place during world war two it's a shame that i mean they built up so much mm-hmm. of that world in world war two and then like i know we see that howling commandos in um agent carter um and there's a glimpse of red i mean like we kind of see red skull again but like tommy lee jones we never see again like i just i wish that, that we could go back into mm-hmm. this world a little bit yeah, I, I kind of wish, look, going back now, I kind of wish Captain America got two movies and yeah. Iron Man got one. Yeah. You know, if they, I mean, if you had to do it that way, right? If you had to switch right. one out for the other, like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I wish we saw more of the Howling Commandos. I think it would have been cool for, like, Bucky to, uh you know, die in the second movie sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Or whatever, you know, disappear i guess uh yeah i i agree with you but yeah the i i wish we got more captain america fighting nazi hydra yeah yeah so i wonder if um i wonder the reason why well i mean i know the main reason why is because like you know like they had to get captain america established because he's the de facto leader of the avengers and avengers was coming you know mm-hmm. uh but i wonder i wonder if the reason why they didn't like you know, like at least do another movie of him in, in the um, in the World War uh, World War Two and post World War Two era is is simply is simply because um, it's simply because they didn't want to they didn't want to go about copying other movies that do those period type pieces. And if, if that makes sense, you know, like yeah, of course he'd probably be still fighting Hydra and stuff like that. But based off of what we know, you know, and I'm gonna jump into some Agents of Shield here real quickly. You know, like Hydra go. did. Hydra just didn't stay like quiet, you know, right after mm-hmm. World War II and stuff like that. So it would have been, so it would have been a thing um, that you know they would have they would have had to contend with around like other like major like skirmishes and and, and you know mm-hmm. battles that happened in the United States and world history and stuff like that. And I think they want them to do the safe safe approach with it. That's mm-hmm. just my that's just my thinking. Well, you know? I mean, out, even outside of Agents of Shield, right? Like that's the whole premise of the Winter Soldier. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but like yeah, Hydra right. has infiltrated the government, right? And Zola ends up becoming the real bad guy right so right uh like he becomes a mastermind yeah yeah so um yeah uh ron do you have anything else to say about this i mean uh captain america the captain america the (laughs) the first avenger captain america the first avenger is uh definitely my favorite film of phase one um it's it's a shame too because like um because like i i I kind of paid attention when I rewatched this recently. I kind of, I kind of understand where Mark was coming from with, with his initial hatred for the movie. Like it seems like it seems like he's come to the right side of the of of, of the coin now, you mm-hmm. know. 
but uh i understand i understand like yeah there were there were some things that you know like um like you know probably could have been fleshed out a little bit better but like i like i said a few minutes ago like i believe it was because like they had to like get this guy established you know as the leader of the avengers and they couldn't and they couldn't go right into the avengers you know, and he's still like doing his thing, you know, in World War Two and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, they had to they had to get that all that all that stuff off the ground for him and stuff like that, and also put him into our current day and age timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also, I'm not I'm not a fan of period pieces, but I do like period pieces where they're just having fun. You know, it's not always like doom and gloom and direness and stuff like mm-hmm. that because I. Because like I I'm not saying I'm an expert in World War Two and, and you know world history, but right. you know like you know like typically like documentary style movies you know are always like they're not they're not fun romps they're they're entertaining they're educational and stuff like that but they're not always fun you know and this movie was technically done kind of in the style of a documentary and uh, and I did appreciate that you know mm-hmm. yeah. um you know the fantastical stuff uh yeah you know. I like how even though Nazi is a wing of Hy- I'm sorry Hydra is a wing of, of the Nazi of the Nazi movement and stuff like that there wasn't a big focus on the Nazis you know mm-hmm. in the film you know because because I think I think if there was a big enough focus on the Nazis it would it would supersede what was going on with like with like Hydra because this movie this is the movie that establishes Hydra as a thorn in everybody's side for the next one and a half phases of, uh, of the MCU movies, but basically the entire run of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so for me, like, I'm not a big period piece person either, but this was done in a way that it didn't, like, it... It was it was one, but it didn't really feel like one. You know, it didn't feel like they were trying too hard to make it one, mm-hmm. which is why I think it worked for me. Right? I mean, I I like the like seeing the old cars and and that kind of set and stuff. But like, I don't really enjoy watching movies in the. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy that aesthetic, but I don't like watching things in it. If that yeah. makes sense. Uh, so I I think seeing that. And kind of watching it, like it, it just did. It did a lot in this space that like really made me enjoy it. Uh, Haley Atwell is amazing. Tommy Lee Jones is amazing. Uh, you know, I thought I wish we would have got more of the Howling Commandos, but they, like when they were in it, they like owned the scenes they were in, which was cool. Dum uh, Dum Dugan's bowler hat and mustache are amazing in this mo- <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I really liked it a lot. This is I spoilers for when we go to rank these, but this is my this is my favorite phase one movie. <laughs> uh, so I will stand by that. I don't care what anybody says. So yeah, uh, Captain America is is awesome. So uh, we should. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to say before we jump into just talking about the characters and the scenes and everything? Can we talk about the director for a second? Yeah. So Joe Johnson, the director, Johnston, this is, he hasn't directed a ton, but let me just read you what he has directed. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, Young Indiana Jones, The Page Master, Jumanji, October Sky, Jurassic Park 3, and then Shrunk, which is like the continuation Mm -hmm. of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids that's coming out soon. And then he's directing the next Chronicles of Narnia. He 
has had, I mean, that's not a ton of movies to direct, but like, yeah, first but of all, what those a, are all pretty bonkers, good movies. They're, they're great movies, but like, what a bonkers choice to direct a major act. I mean, he directed, I guess, before Captain I mean, America, he directed Jurassic Park 3. So that was very like blockbuster. But yeah, um, but Rocketeer, I think, when in the. It was either like the behind the scenes on the Blu-ray or something on Disney Plus or whatever. When they were talking about this, he said he wanted to do Captain America because he loved directing the period piece of the Rocketeer. Yeah. And that's what really drew him towards Captain America because he also loved comics. He liked he's he referenced Batman in it like he really liked Batman and he always like wanted to do a period piece superhero movie. And this is like what he really wanted to do. And the writers kind of implied the same thing you know uh, yeah so yeah I, I i just remember him talking specifically about the rocketeer and how it really influenced his directing style of this movie specifically which makes sense yeah, I mean, because like like the rocketeer was super stylized and like the one of the only things that bothers me about this movie is is red skull's comically large vehicle that he drives oh, i love his car <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's very stupid but uh yeah uh the rocketeer that's a that's a movie there's a there's like a uh, there's like a campiness to this movie mm-hmm. but like it's not cringy like it's it's done yeah. with like a, a love for there's a lot of heart in this time. movie yeah there's a ton of heart mm-hmm. and like like in in lesser films red skull having a car like that wouldn't work mm-hmm. or like you know captain america's like you know i love america-ness wouldn't work or, mm-hmm. or I love just the... a lot of the choices but like it just it it works really well speaking mm-hmm. of the car speaking of the car like i love when um i love when um captain uh, when like the scene where captain america like busts in the rescue bucky and winds up rescuing the howling commandos and they just trash that facility yeah and uh and the red skull the red skull's about to like haul ass up out of there he's got that that he's got that nice ass plane and zola's like well, what about me and he tosses in the keys he's like what did he say don't scratch it or don't dent it he says not a scratch not a scratch there we go <laughs> Not a scratch, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine that little dude like trying to whip that big ass car though. Like, like... <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't realize how much uh, Toby Jones, who plays uh, Doctor Zolo, has done. He's he's Dobby in in Harry oh, Potter. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's... I, I, I didn't look him up. I know the name is so familiar, but I never looked him up. Yeah, he's uh. He's done. He's done a lot in this. Uh, he's he. Let's see. Let me see. Um. He's. Hold on. I'm looking him up right now. He's in. He's in the Hunger Games. He's in. Where's his thing? Uh, there's a couple other things that he. Let's see. Uh, the Dark Crystal. He was in. Uh, Christopher Robin. He was the voice of Owl. Uh. Obviously, Harry Potter, we talked about a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, Atomic Blonde, he's in. Sherlock, he's in. This TV show with, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, so, he's he's been in a lot of, of things. Oh, yeah, he has a very impressive uh, resume. Like, mm-hmm. I, just, I just can't believe that I don't... <sighs> like, a lot of this... 
a lot of the stuff. He, wait, okay, so he's a he's a he's a European actor. He's from he's from the yeah. UK. That's why that's why I don't recognize him. Uh, you know, that's why he's not. I know the name, but I I I didn't. You know, like he he's not recognizable. You know, when you look at him, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's uh he's in a lot. It's pretty impressive, actually, how much he's in. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of ridiculous, actually. He's in uh, Indiana Jones 5, apparently. So I guess uh, he's also in and, the Tetris movie that's Tetris, coming out this yeah, year. <laughs> I didn't realize they were making a Tetris movie. Gosh, dude, that's going to be so bad. Why are they making a Tetris movie? Anyways, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't take place in Cold War era Russia, I don't want to see the movie. <laughs> what where the uh it's actually it's actually a crime drama where the co-creator of tetris murders his family and then commits suicide because he's stuck in his house that's a true story is that, is that really what it is <laughs> yeah no i'm saying that that's what it should be Jeez. oh oh but Jeez. that is a, that is a true story but though that so. story is a true story gotta get it uh so uh all right let's move into the characters obviously Steve Rogers is played pretty, uh, pretty masterfully by Chris Evans. Uh, anytime I see him in anything else now, I just I can't think of like he is Captain America, right? The way that Harrison Ford is Han Solo to me at this point. Pretty you know, much. He's pretty uh, much. He's he's got the look. He's got the believability of what Captain America would believe in at at this point, right? Like he's he's very believable in this role. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard to think that like someone who else was up for this role? John Krasinski, I think, was up for this role at one point. Right. Uh, for real? Yeah. He he got so far that he uh screen tested. Uh-huh. He wore the he put the costume on and screen tested. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they 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 Marvel has long flirted with comedic actors who are like on the cusp of superstardom, like Chris mm-hmm. Pratt and um Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny has always been in the running of being someone, and John Krasinski, and um, I can't think of anyone else right now, but they're always kind of playing around with that. Yeah. from Someone from a comedy who wants some a little bit more serious superhero acting jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's... Let's see. I'm, I need to look up who also was in the running for Captain America. Uh, but what do you what do you guys think of Chris Evans as Captain America? I can't think of anybody else that could that could have played the part. I really I, I really can't, you know. And I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's just I'm not sure if it's just me, like you know, like with a bias or something. Uh, number one, I do love Chris, Chris Evans. I do, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. like he is he is to me what Ryan Reynolds is to everybody else, <laughs> to every other dude in the United States at least. Uh, but um, but. I've always been I've always been a Chris Evans fan, even back when he was like a skinny kind of nobody. Like back when he was playing those like teenage like MTV era movies and stuff like that, you know. But um, but honestly, I like I like I can't see anybody else playing him. It seems like it. It seems like this 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 part was made for this actor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I'm I'm gonna stop gushing because I'm gonna embarrass myself real soon. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I think he he um I mean he was uh the human torch in the two um and Fantastic I love, Four films. And I and I enjoyed I appreciated that part. And he did, and he did a good job in, in those movies and so this was a little bit 
casting outside. That was also the, that was also the first, that was also the first movie where he got where he where he started getting buff. Right. I mean, not Captain America buff, but he was yeah he was working on it. But yeah, he, he seems to really, at least while he was playing Captain America, really like inhabit the character, and and I feel like he took on the responsibility of portraying that really mm-hmm. good like you know American role model. Like he, it's almost he, like the way that when somebody gets cast for James Bond, they like embody that role. while Yeah, you know, like outside of filming, mm-hmm. like yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you really took on that that role and really you know like he's he's got this whole um what's it called uh a turning point or discussion a turning point or something like that the political website where he gets like a he gets a, a democrat to talk about something for a minute a republican to give her a bottle for a minute and then they each get like 30 seconds to to talk about what the democrat did but it's very um it's like very friendly and not like argumentative. And it's just like, Hey, here's what a Democrat thinks about X and here's what a Republican thinks about X. And then they can kind of debate each other in a friendly, respectful way. Um, And so I I feel like he really took on the character of like promoting America and justice and everything. So um, I think it was an excellent fit. Yeah. Um. So other, just the other actors considered to play Captain America at one point were John Krasinski, we already talked about, uh, Scott Porter, who uh, was in the Friday Night Lights TV show. Um, he was in a, a few other things also. Uh, Garrett Hudland, who's uh, kind of was, big, big he, role he was, was in Tron. Tron Legacy. Yeah. Uh, which I liked him in, in that movie. I still think, I yeah. still really like that movie. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why i don't understand what did he just not have enough appeal or something because like i feel like i feel like him being he did a good job in tron i feel like mm-hmm. he should have gotten more role he should be someone whose name is still in our mouths if that yeah. makes sense yeah i feel like he was in he was in friday night lights the movie uh and then he was in tron and then i feel like he just kind of fell off the face of the planet fell off, yeah right so uh yeah i don't know he i thought he was great in tron legacy though yeah me too uh, Michael Cassidy, who played Jimmy Olsen in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, Michael Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And really? Then, and then uh, Jensen Ackles from Supernatural oh. was also considered, but Mar- during his audition, Marvel had already committed to Chris Evans internally, and they offered him the role of Hawkeye, and he said, "No thanks." Now you know what. You know, I like Michael Cassidy, but I couldn't see I can't see him being Captain America. I like I like him as an actor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and Jensen Ackles wasn't I, <sighs> He's he's in the boys now, right? Oh, like I, oh, I, know, I know. Like I'm I am I am like a super fan of supernatural, so trust me, I know. <laughs> of course you are. Why does that not surprise me at all? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see him be I can't see him being Captain America either. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't either. And I've been a Jensen Ackles fan since. You remember the TV show Dark Angel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Jessica yeah. Alba. Do yeah, I remember yeah. that show? Of course I do. That show was I mean, on at the right time. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're red blooded American men. Of course we remember that show. Gosh, I was at the right age when that show came out. Let me tell you, I don't I remember the, anything about that show. I was at the I was at the right age too because she was legal, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh man. 
So yeah, he's uh, I can't imagine anybody Chris Evans anybody about Chris Evans playing Steve Rogers for real. At this point, yeah, you know? that, I mean that's that's it. Yeah, it's uh, I mean to be fair though, like I can't imagine anybody else playing any of these characters anymore. You know, it's just so ingrained in our culture and our minds at this point. Wait, could you could you imagine somebody else besides? Uh, could you imagine somebody else besides? Um... Let's just do his name. Why? Why am I drawing all sorts of blanks tonight? Here, uh, the first guy that played Rhodes. Could you? Could you? Could oh, you Terrence Howard. Else? Yeah. Terrence could you imagine someone else besides Terrence Howard? Yeah, Howard because I did Rhodes? not like Terrence Howard. <laughs> well, and, but to be and by the time honest, I was invested in the MCU, Don Cheadle was already Rhodes. So, uh, but to be perfectly honest, I could imagine someone other than Don Cheadle playing Rhodes. Me I don't too. think that the Me two are, are are synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, honestly, what Terrence Howard did, Terrence Howard played a very convincing, you know, like like colonel in the United States Army. Uh, See, Air I don't. Force. I mean, I know we already had this conversation, but I don't think he did. I think he was a terrible military person. <laughs> I mean, of course, you would know better than me because you were in the military. But to me, <laughs> that hmm, yeah. I don't know. Trust me, trust me. Colonels usually have uh, have a stick further up their ass <laughs> than you think, mm. because they are one step away from they they are one step away from being general at that point. So they usually have a big stick up their ass. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, I believe you. I'm just gonna. Yeah, we're not we're not here to talk no. about Terrence Howard and and no, and, we're not. and and Colonel Rhodes nope. and you know we can have that discussion. After the Avengers, we will, I guess we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about that when we get to Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, Civil War, it's so far away. <laughs> or Age of Ultron. <laughs> God, that's at the rate we're going. That's like two years away. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bucky Barnes uh, played uh, Sebastian Stan. So I'm going to admit, when I first saw this movie, I was not convinced about Sebastian Stan. Because the only other thing, okay, you guys are gonna laugh at me, but it's okay. The only other thing I'd ever seen him in was that original run of Gossip Girl. Oh, and uh, okay, he was like a sh- a, a shithead in that show. <laughs> I love that show, but he was a shithead in that show, and I was like, uh. oh my gosh, dude, he's like he's totally a villain. Like, get him out of here, you know. <laughs> And, like, he wasn't great. He wasn't, like, a great actor in that show. He was, like, a side character that was only in, let's see, it was a CW show. So there was, what, like, 25 episodes a season. And he was in maybe, like, four or five episodes a season. Yeah. And I just wasn't sold on him, you know, until until The Winter Soldier. I was like, oh, man, he's awesome. He's, you know, whatever. He's great. But uh, yeah, I felt like he, I felt like he was forgettable. Uh, well, yeah. I, and so much the character was forgettable. Then, um, yeah, you know, um, you, they didn't do they they didn't do a good enough job for me in this selling movie, him, selling him as Cap's best friend and how important he was to Cap. I mean, they 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 tried, right? They did try, but like, I don't feel like he was in the movie enough for us to care about when he, you know, quote unquote, died. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of the problem of this movie. The problem is, is it skips so much time because yeah, it, it, they... they've got that big montage in the middle where yeah. he's firing the war. And I think that was my initial problem when I first saw it was it, it seemed too fast, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, then his best friend dies, but 
like was he his best friend and he and Peggy are in love but they've known each other for 20 minutes and like it just seemed very like really fast you know but, what that's I mean, yeah. the course right of there? the war so mm-hmm. it, like it was years yeah, yeah. It, this this would it honestly if they would have introduced Captain America now Captain America totally would have been a Disney plus show I feel like like yeah, I they, think so. If they would have done like a period piece Disney Plus show for Captain America, this would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you what you just said, Mark, is the same thing because uh, you know I thought I was doing something special. Like the night the night I the night I finally sat down and rewatched this movie. Uh, like I like my like my boyfriend watched it with me. Um, like he want like he wanted to watch this one because he hadn't seen it yet. And um, and I remember <laughs> like I remember we watched the movie and stuff. You know. And the movie was over, and you know, I turned the TV <laughs> off and everything. I like turn, I like turned to my side, look at him on the couch, and I was like, I was like, well, that was my, that's my favorite movie of this phase of of, uh, of Marvel. What do you think? And he he gave me like the side eye, and I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> and basically, basically everything you just said, Mark, was the same stuff he said. And I was like, man, I was like, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. I I enjoyed this movie. I loved it for what it was and everything, you know. And this is the reason why I'm not a movie critic because I because like I enjoy I enjoy movies that are fun. I do. Like I don't sit there and I don't unless there's something horribly wrong with the plot. Which the only thing I can you know like fault this movie for is like it 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 crammed way too much. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And it's not even the first Marvel movie that runs long. It's not. <laughs> um. It, uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just—I was gonna say it just crammed way too much in there, and yeah, so it gave my so it basically gave my boyfriend a sense of whiplash because he had questions. He was like, he was like, like, like when, like when Cap is like when, when after he rescues the the guys who would become the Howling Commandos and stuff, uh, uh, and Cap gives them gives them the rundown of what what's going on with Hydra, you know, and stuff like that, you know, like uh, well, they're like, well, 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 don't get too comfortable because we're 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 creating a team. Uh, to get to get this done, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm I'm already working on a team too." And you know, next thing you know, we had the Howling Commandos and stuff. One of the big questions was, "Is like, um, was like, was for my for my boyfriend was uh was like, what do we even know about these guys besides the fact that he rescued them from POW? We don't even know how long they were POWs and stuff like that." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there was no backstory and there was no character building and stuff like that. You know, I I understand. Sorry, my phone just 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 went off. <laughs> I understand. You know, like why is like a, why like the average person who's not a fanboy like I am, you know, would would mm-hmm. would ask those questions. You know, you, I get it. You know, what would be cool actually. Uh, would be like a Howling Commandos Disney Plus show now. Yes. Yeah, it would. But I, I think mean, most of those, I think most of those actors are doing stuff like, like you know, like Ken Choi, for example. I don't is care. In, is in nine one one. I don't care. Uh, Neil, Throw Neil some McDonough Disney money is, at them. That's fine. <laughs> the mouse can write checks. We know that. This is true. Hell, let, hell, let them stroke a check to me. I'll I'll be in whatever show they want me to be in. <laughs> but, you know, but I, mean, I think. I mean, I mean, I know we got a little bit of them in Agent Carter. You know, but and whether or not that show is canon or not has never really been fleshed out. Which I mean, I I assume that it is, right? But yeah, we got yeah, we got them. We got them in Agent Carter. We got them for a couple of episodes of Agent Carter. We got them in one episode of Agents of Shield. Yeah, but I think I think going back to how rushed the movie was, I think as as good of a job as Marvel did with the character of Captain America throughout the course of all of the movies that they've done. In his solo films, they really have given him the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. This movie had to set up who the character was and get him to present day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, really, Winter Soldier is, I feel like, the only true, like, real time that they spend with Captain America because it's really about him. Yeah, See, I feel like the Winter Soldier is almost more about Bucky. Like, like rescuing Bucky and, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but, I mean, it also plays a lot into, like, him having to deal with being a modern day. Yeah. If we think about it right now, every movie that is a Captain America movie was just a movie was actually a movie to spotlight some other character. Mm-hmm. You know, right. yeah. Winter, Sol- Winter Soldier was Bucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Civil War was obviously Avengers Black Panther. Two point five. It was Black Panther. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, wait, how many? Wait, uh, there was wasn't there one more Captain America? I, I want to no, say it was it's four. Just those three. Yeah. Just those three. I thought there was four. Well, it, it's confusing okay. because he's like. He, obviously, he's like the leader of the Avengers, but also he has three solo movies. But also, those solo movies are kind Spring of Avengers movies sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 true. Yeah. So, uh, Captain America movies are fun. Y'all, y'all are gonna convince me otherwise. I mean, he, I mean, uh, let's see. You, enter, you in Winter Soldier though, you introduce Falcon. Falcon. You introduce, uh, or you reintroduce Bucky. You. Uh, Reveal you like the whole Hydra, set Hydra type of thing. Set Hydra you give up. Black Widow like a major role in that movie, right? Which I can't wait till we get to Winter Soldier wait, because that it, blue was it a major role for her? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, kinda. I'm sorry, I'm just being mean to Scarlett Johansson. I'm sorry, I, know. I don't. <laughs> don't get me started on her. I don't think she's a great actress. But anyways, let's. Uh, sorry, we kind of, kind of got off track there. Uh, anyways, just to kind of round it out, I. Bucky, Sebastian Stan didn't really sell Bucky in this movie, but I also think that that's because of the direction of the movie, like Mark said. Like, they just, it was, this time period of Captain America should have been two movies. You know a character I did love in this movie, though? Man, Howard Stark. Oh, yeah. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, Anybody else have anything to say about Bucky? No, I mean, uh, I thought he was. I thought he was fine. Yeah, yeah, he's they... better in other movies, but I think that again, if you watch this movie as it takes place over the course of, I think, like three years during mm-hmm. World War II, like, like I think it establishes a good history between the two. It's quick and brief, and um, and if you watching it, he's a completely different character than when he's the Winter Soldier, and so it makes. Yeah. his transformation into the Winter Soldier a lot more tragic because he's yeah. a lot more fun-loving and less serious than Steve Rogers, and yeah. um, all of that is gone. And so yeah, it's, yeah. it's shocking. It's shocking right. the next time we wind up seeing Bucky. It's shocking. Yeah. Right. I do want to say, though, the train scene where he catches the shield and throws it, I got really excited because I knew in one timeline he would become Captain America. Yeah. And obviously we didn't know the Falcon was in it yet, so like I kind of assumed, like, oh, you know, Chris Evans will do his three movies, like just back then, just assuming because like everybody only ever signs on for three movies, right? And then they're out. And yeah, and then Sebastian Stan would take over. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's a lesser known actor; they can pay him less, and he this will be his time to shine. He'll get the Captain America role, and we'll move forward, right? Right. Because like that's that was the problem also for me in this movie is because like I already knew Bucky Barnes was the Winter Soldier at this point. You know, I didn't. Oh, I did not. I did not. I didn't. Oh, how'd you know? I just I don't I don't remember if I read it in like an X-Men crossover or I just read like this random run of Captain America comics when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But I knew like I just knew that Bucky Barnes was 
the Winter Soldier at one point. I see. And I was like, oh, well, he's clearly not dead when he falls off the thing, right? And I just, I just knew. Oh, I, I thought he was a dead motherfucker. Yeah, yeah so, I, I did too. I really didn't know anything about the character or anything. And and, and that's even that's even with me knowing that Bucky was going to be Captain America at some point in the Marvel Comics version of mm-hmm. it. I, I knew that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I saw that and I was like, you know what? Uh, I was like, mm-hmm. MCU movies don't fuck around like that. So I was like, yeah. he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So I so when I when he died and then like the next movie was called The Winter Soldier. I'm like, oh, cool, Bucky's back. Like that was my that was the first thing I heard, saw. My thought was, oh, Bucky's coming back. So I was like, oh, how are they going to bring him back? Because like, you know, I didn't know how they were going to bring him back, but obviously, yeah. So he never died. That's no. the problem. Yeah, yeah well, not the problem. That's what happened. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So Peggy Carter played just perfectly by Haley Atwell. Let's be honest here. She's mm-hmm. she's arguably the best part of this entire movie at points. She's awesome. Yes. So awesome. She got her own series. Yeah. Uh, and they and and they bring and they brought her back in What If. Yeah, and she'll <laughs> and probably absolutely be in... bringing her back in in Doctor Strange too. There's no way she's not. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> if she comes back as as Captain Britain, I'm gonna freak out. It's gonna be awesome. Which yeah. which 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 leads me which leads me to a problem though because there's a Captain Britain in the Marvel. It doesn't University. matter, Laron. <laughs> this is the MCU. Well, she's Captain Carter. She's not Captain. Captain Britain. Carter. Thank you. Whatever. Same thing. She's well, that's cool. what I'm saying. So there could be a Captain Britain. Yeah. Which the like, I guess the rumor for a while was Henry Cavill wanted to play him if he wasn't going right. back as Superman. Was the rumor right. for a while? Have they secured that now? No, I, 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 I don't know. It's all secret. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Who knows? Who really knows? Uh, but man, she's awesome in this movie. Like she, like when she, the the one army dude is like kind of making fun of her, and she like punches him in the face, and that scene was awesome. Yeah. yeah. When she's like chasing uh people through after uh obviously uh, uh Stanley Tucci's character gets shot right, and she's like yeah. chasing after the, that guy. Uh. When she shoots Captain America when he holds the shield up because the one chick was flirting with him, right? Right. That was hilarious. <laughs> she's just she's awesome in this movie. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. And this is a plug for the standard deaf where we talk about Cinderella. I'm watching the live action Cinderella, and she's in that, and she's just a really great actress. She's, she's really in good. that. She's Cinderella's mom. I mean, she's in it for a minute, but. Oh. Um, She's really, really good. I mean, she's just a good actress. She should be in more things. Yeah. Why isn't she in more things? I don't know. She's a. Uh, oh, she's gonna. She's Lara Croft in the new animated Netflix thing. By the way. Oh yeah. So that's gonna be cool. Well, supposedly, right? Okay. I I think so. I think that was a big thing that they announced. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, anybody? Anybody want else want to talk about Peggy Carter? minute I, I think you summed it up <laughs> yeah uh i th- i think like even though there's such a short amount of time for their relationship to build i, I feel like she makes it believable also you know mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i just especially like i know future in game whatever we'll get there but like just seeing her and him dancing that yeah. callback yeah oh uh, yeah oh man 
shed a tear. But man. like the, and, and no, the, no, way, no. That, the, oh, the way that this movie ended, like I, I feel like Captain America is just such an endearing, like honest character. This uh-huh. movie ended. He just found out that he's been frozen for seventy years, and he's like, I had a date, and then. And it just ends. And then how Avengers Endgame ends with them just dancing. Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like at the hands of a lesser actor, it would have been really corny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just mm-hmm. a super endearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I loved when, um, I loved, spoiler alert, I loved it. I loved an end game when, um, when they're going back to do the thing, you know, to reverse everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he uh, and like he's in him and Tony Stark are in a military base and they're infiltrating, and uh, and he just happens to look look through this office window and mm-hmm. he sees her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he stops for a minute and he thinks, yeah, and she's and she's being her normal badass boss self, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then it was like and it was like she got this little glint of intuition that she was like she was like he's here, you know, mm-hmm. and as fast as she looks around, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sh- and. Isn't there a picture of two kids on on her desk, right? Oh, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that in Endgame or was that in? uh, Which one does she die in? That was uh, Civil War. Civil uh, Civil War. I can't remember. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point she had at at that point she had family, right? Because we got we've got Sharon Carter. But yeah, but I mean, it was. well, we'll talk about then, but theoretically, it could have been his kids if he goes back, right? Because isn't old Captain America like? Didn't they confirm that he's carrying the casket with Chris Evans? Like he's the guy in the back. Is he really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty okay, sure the okay, Russo okay, brothers. See, com- I'm pretty see, sure the Russo brothers confirmed that. We're, we're we're doing too much. We're, we're, I know we are. I know we are. But like, right it's just like it's we're just be, like we're being fanboys. <laughs> there's all these threads and stuff that just I don't know. She's just a great character. I wish she was in more. I wish. I hope that they, after Multiverse of Madness, she gets her own movie as Captain Carter or whatever, or like Disney Plus brings Agent Carter back for a third season or something. Like, yeah, I would just love that. Uh, all right, let's move on to Howard Stark, played comically by Dominic Cooper. Uh, if you don't know, I mean, if you're watching this and, and you haven't watched the movie, I don't know why you're watching this, but uh, he's also in, what, Preacher for FX, I think, too. Uh, pretty pretty good Howard Stark. Uh, yeah. I, he's pretty funny. He. Clearly, ha- he clearly watched Robert Downey Jr. play Tony Stark at one point. It was like, how do I make this fit into the 1940s? <laughs> I think, I, honestly, I feel like I feel like when they handed him the role, they were like, "Hey, this is what you, this is what you need to be like." Yeah. Um. So, so I liked him in this movie, but I don't like how they've done Howard Stark throughout the MCU because it was John Slattery in. Uh, in the Iron movies, Man two. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait! I thought it was always the same actor. No, no the first in movie, Iron Man two. It's it's John Slatt, the guy from Mad Men. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Then, and then in um, Civil War, it's John Slattery again. Uh huh. Um, like and then adult Howard Stark is John Slatterly, and then young right is right Dominic Cooper, which like they don't really even look alike, but. No, which that I can kind of get over, but like he's like super goofy, silly, kind of Tony Starkey in yeah. this, and then when he's John Slattery, he's like 
a dick to his kid and is like not yeah like he's very like yeah we need we need some backstory for how that happened (laughs) right i just i just i don't know it just seems kind of scattershot how they did that Uh uh-huh um i liked him in this movie and i like him even more um in uh agent agent carter um but i don't know i just don't like how they've handled the character throughout the different movies yeah no, I I understand. That's like that's like the one character, one of the characters that there's like no, hey, maybe we'll do it this way, maybe we won't. I don't know yet, you know. Right. And I get when they were filming this movie, they didn't really have a roadmap of how they were going to handle Howard Stark either. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I I totally understand that. Um, right. But I, I mean, I liked him in this movie. He's just a completely different character than we've come to know in the mcu and then we'll continue to know in the mcu like he just shows up in the mcu proper in this movie and yeah. then we never see him again and even in mm-hmm. game it's it's john slattery so yeah it's just kind of confusing yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh so yeah so uh i i i think he's i think i it's <laughs> Man, now that you now that you say that, now all I'm thinking about is like, man, they sh- they needed to like really figure out what they were gonna do with this character because like, obviously John Slatterly, they're like, you need to be this stoic dad figure who like kind right. of ignores his children, but then you have this this one where they're like, hey, see see how uh, Robert Downey Jr. is playing Tony Stark, be him, but right. in 1940, whatever, right? And now it's just like totally different. I don't know. Now you got me thinking about it. Ah, sorry, not trying to not trying to bring it down. I you just, did. You I, hurt I, my feelings. No, I'm just. I'm kidding. so sorry. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, even at the 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 Stark Expo, right when he's showing off the flying car or whatever, right? He's like, I did see it would be a couple years, didn't I? Because it broke. <laughs> right. That was that was funny. Um. Anyways, anybody else have anything I, to say about how I did like though about the the expo, like it was a nice callback to or I guess call forward to Iron Man two, because that's yeah. what he was that was the expo he was bringing back. So Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, it was cool. Um anybody anybody have anything else to say about Howard Stark? Nah. No. Okay. Uh, Stanley Tucci's character, uh, Doctor uh, Erskine, is awesome. Yeah, he's such mm-hmm. a great kind of mentor character, kind of to Steve in a way. I mean, he's just great in everything that he's in. If that, you need someone who is like endearing to the audience and is like just a nice comfort uh-huh. to see, like yeah. Stanley Tucci should be in your movie. Yeah. Um. Which was sad because he was diagnosed with cancer a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. And uh, but he has like a new, I don't know. I read there was a magazine that came to our house, and uh, Stanley Tucci was on the cover, and he he's doing like some cooking thing now. I don't. Well, yeah, like, during quarantine, he like was big into making drinks and stuff. Yeah. He would post it on social media. Yeah, and he he was like, yeah, this is kind of how I coped with being diagnosed. And then, uh, I mean, he's he's better now, but like he said, it was really scary. And he tried to make a list of all the things he wanted to do because he didn't know 
how serious it was going to get or whatever. So, uh, but I agree with you. He's just like a comforting presence on in anything he's in. Yeah. He made Transformers Four bearable. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, you don't need to. It was bad. It was yeah, yeah, I have no desire to. <laughs> uh, but I I like the scene where he's kind of explaining to Steve how you know good becomes great, bad becomes worse, and uh, he they go to like. <laughs> drink together and he takes the glass from steve he's like no you have a procedure tomorrow <laughs> he's like <laughs> and so he he's like well i don't have a procedure tomorrow and he drinks them both <laughs> yeah. yeah steve goes rain check and he goes no i drink both <laughs> <laughs> oh man he's he's cool i really yeah. like how he it also like it also did the thing where obviously a lot of people at the time thought ger- all germans were bad and it kind of gave yeah. you like a yeah. perspective of like, you know, not everyone who's associated with this bad thing is bad. You know, it's right. kind of like, it's almost like how we are not to like timestamp this episode or anything, but you know how we kind of view Russia right now. Obviously not every Russian person is a terrible person, you know? And <laughs> you say not to timestamp when we're talking about this, but I feel like you could go back to lots of times in history where Russia has been oh, I know. a bit problematic. Oh, and I so know. We yeah. could be talking about this in the 90s. We could be talking about this today. We could be talking about this. Probably in like 20 years from now. Right. Right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, obviously not every Russian person is a bad person. And this is obviously Putin's war and everything, not right. Russia's war. But like. In general, people are like, oh, Russia's bad, you know, and this is obviously at a time where everybody's like, oh, Germany's bad. And uh, this just showed a different side of like, oh, well, not all Germans are Nazis, you know. Right. So I, I really yeah. liked that kind of angle. Yeah. He, he goes, Steve Rogers goes, where are you from? And he goes, Queens. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, before that, wherever yeah. he's from. Mm-hmm. That made me laugh. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I'm really, I was really sad that he got that he died so early in the movie. Yeah, this is. I mean, yeah. this, this whole movie is filled with like characters who have been who are gone too soon. Like, I want to yeah. see more. I want more of this world. Yeah. Um, you know who didn't die early though, guys? Colonel Phillips, played very hilariously by Tommy Lee Jones. Probably my favorite part of the movie was Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> he, he was great he yeah. was so good yeah he's so good he's so like i mean his delivery is so it's it's almost like a. it's almost like the way we talk about jeff goldblum or or uh you know just memeable delivery at points yeah. but, but like he doesn't give it's like he doesn't give a shit it's like tommy <laughs> lee jones couldn't be bothered to yeah. be in this movie yeah. and he just that's the character which it like is fitting for his character but it's just like he just is he's really i want to see more of him i know in this role also like he just was really great i know it's so good and like he ends up driving the car at the end the comically right. large car and it's just so right. funny to watch so, oh and so. it kind of makes me feel like because i just i don't know i had i have a difficult time separating tommy lee jones from from the characters that he plays because mm-hmm. he's usually like the gruff doesn't care kind of guy mm-hmm. um and so it's kind of like he was like, okay, the only way I'm going to do this 
the only way I will do another superhero film because he was he was Two Face was is if there's no chance for me to ever come back. And so he's like, great, a period piece. Yeah, and it's gonna go into the into the present day. So great, I'll be in this movie. Like I yeah. feel like that was like in his contract. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's he's so good. Like he's yeah. he's just, mm. uh, Dum Dum Dugan played by uh, uh Neil McDonough, uh, who he's in the he's in a lot of like the CW stuff now, and right. he's he does a, he does Dark. a lot. Uh, he has a very distinct look. You know, his he has like oh. the one thing I always notice about this dude is like he has these piercing blue eyes that are just like they they're yeah. just like pop out of his face. Like yeah. you know. Uh but he's great as Dum Dum Dugan. I love I love Dum Dum Dugan's look. It's so fun. Uh, he's uh, Dum Dum Dugan is the leader of the Howling Commandos, which we kind of touched on the Howling Commandos a little bit, but I think they're great in this movie too. Um, yeah. Uh, so we could we could probably talk about the villains of the movie now. Obviously, Hydra is the big bad organization, Nazi organization. Red Skull played very, very capably by Hugo Weaving. Very. Eh? I'll tell you that man plays some of the best villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so good at it. He plays some of the best villains. Jesus. But then he goes around and then he turns. He's Elrond from Lord of the Rings, and he's like an ally and not a big villain at all, and does that fantastic as well. Yeah. Like, he, yep. he he's just a great, mm-hmm. really good actor. Yeah. Uh, who reportedly like hated making this movie. Yeah. And is why he didn't come back for. Infinity War and Endgame because mm-hmm. he was like it was a horrible experience for him. Yeah, yeah. But the guy that got to play him though, like you couldn't tell, you know. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. Supposedly he's a vo- the voice actor for Red Skull in one of the cartoons, one of the Disney cartoons or something, oh. or maybe the video games or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I thought it, I thought he did really. Well, I liked all the little, like, through the movie, you could see parts of his face start kind of, like, peeling a little bit. Or, like, you know, just some of it was coming off. Some of it was, uh, you know, just throughout the movie, you could see little touches like that where, like, obviously his face wasn't his real face at the going forward. Or, like, his face was starting to come off because, you know, obviously... uh, Doctor Doctor Erskine said that like bad becomes worse, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was becoming worse. So maybe his true form was coming through, and his face, you know, obviously his face was coming off. But like, it was really like alarming when <laughs> when he just like ripped his face off, ripped the mask off, especially right before when Captain America punches him in the face, and his his eye socket starts to show a little bit, yeah. but it's just red right there, and yeah. so it's like. Because again, I'm not familiar with the character, so I had no idea that this was coming in the movie. And so I'm like, "What happened to his eye?" Yeah. And then you the you stick. you never knew about Red Skull before this movie. I mean, no, I don't. I don't. I'm not a comic book reader, and okay. I'm not really a Marvel fan. So, um, so I don't, I don't really know a ton of stuff, or I didn't know a ton of stuff mm-hmm. about Marvel movies are coming out. Yeah. I mean, to to be a hundred percent fair too like if it wasn't x-men like 
a lot of it I just kind of learned either through my friends or like some other form, you know? Uh, yeah. So well, like, I mean, I read a lot well, of X-Men, but like other than that, like a lot of it, I, it was stuff that I learned through the MCU or if I knew a movie was coming up, I like did some research on some stuff, you know? I feel like anyone that knows that knows X-Men though should know about the Red Skull just for simple mm-hmm. fact. Wolverine yeah. fought in World War II. Yeah. No, I knew about Red Skull. Like I knew about Red Skull because I read yeah. that run. Uh, okay. But I will say what's nice about what I really like about um, Red Skull and, and his portrayal in this movie is I feel like especially modern day superhero movies need to have the villain be somewhat sympathetic or somewhat ha- like you have to be able to see his or her reasoning. And and he's just like a good old fashioned mustache twirling mm-hmm. like bad guy. You know, yeah. I, it's the same I feel about um, Kate Blanchett in uh thor ragnarok like it's just fun to have a villain that you don't have to sympathize with that you know doesn't want to bring balance to the universe by wiping off you know getting rid of half of the uh, of life like just just he just wants to be bad and wants as much power as he can get and it's just like and he's just i don't know he was miserable making the film but it looks like he's relishing just being that bad guy like Mm -hmm. he's Mm-hmm. And it, it's he, it's just fun to watch, just to have just a just a bad guy who just kind of want to watch wants to watch the world burn. Like, yeah, yeah, it would have. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah, it's uh definitely nice to have that. I mean, obviously, there's no <laughs> sympathizing with like a Nazi general, probably anyway. Right. right yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I understand. What you're it was nice to, especially because there's so many characters to care about in this movie anyway, that like right. adding a villain that you had, like, you know, supposedly had to sympathize with would have just, just not been great for this cast, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the, the fight scene where like he reveals himself in the, in the hangar, right. Where they have to do those crazy jumps across the bridge or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just there that little mini montage in between there, where like he's there in like the ruins of buildings and stuff, and they're trying to find them and whatever. It was like just seeing him as Red Skull is just like it's 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 kind of gross in a way. It's like right. it's like I don't really know how to describe it. It's almost cartoony, but it's all it's also just like it's almost. It's not cartoony in a way where it, like it's laughable, but it's almost comically realistic in a way too. Right. Right. Uh, especially like where his nose comes down, and it like you know it actually looks like a skull where his nose is. It's just it's just it's a good. It's they did a really good job designing this character. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Also, his kind of the doctor, uh, Arnim Zola, who kind of ends up becoming the mastermind of Hydra after this movie, played very ably by Toby Jones. Um, just he's he's a great character. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why or how they chose him to play this this role, because like I kind of feel like he was kind of the he was definitely like a. 80s style minion kind of character almost in this movie uh but he was he was great like he's great in this he's great in the winter soldier for the small time he's in it right he's just yeah he's just great 
I don't know if you yeah, guys have anything to say about him at all. I mean, he's not really in it a you whole know, lot, but the one thing, the one thing that I didn't pick up on until I rewatched it this time, and I'd seen, I'd seen First Avenger a few times before. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't pick up is that you see initially he's actually like, uh, like, like, uh, like Zola's character is actually a Nazi movement true believer. Mm-hmm. And then as and then as Red Skull like opens his mind to like the cosmic sciences that are out there and stuff, then he becomes more and more like, you know, towards the side of Hydra. Mm-hmm. Because he because now he's also he's also had his interest peaked in like this this mysticism that's out there and you know the fact uh, I can't remember exactly I can't remember what um, exactly like like it was that, that Red Skull actually promised him. If he mm-hmm. stuck with him, but it was right there that you saw it. It was like because I remember he was asking, but what about the Fuhrer? You know, right. and he was like, "You stick with me, the Fuhrer won't even matter." Right. And then, like when he was experimenting with the cute, when when they found the Tesseract, right, and like they were yeah. actually doing experiments with it and saw the power of it, like you could like literally the look he gave in his eyes was like you could see his mind flip, right? Yeah. Literally yeah. in that moment, we're like, "Oh, if I can control this, he's right." obviously Hitler won't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, very, very great. Very just sold the, the whole minion doctor style character. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh, at the end of the movie, Nick Fury comes in. Oh, sorry. One last thing I want to say about Zola when they capture him. Right. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones is sitting there and he gets his dinner. It's like a steak and a baked potato and a glass of milk, which was like, Oh my gosh, that's so forties and very forties. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, very uh, Mad Men. It uh, reminded me of Mad Men as well. <laughs> uh, but that that whole scene is just hilarious. Yeah, because like Zola kind of tells him the plan right there, what his plan is, and Tommy Lee Jones like, yeah, no, you're just gonna be a prisoner and you'll die in prison or whatever. Right. But it totally foreshadows Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, at the end of the movie, obviously, when Captain America, when they unfreeze him and he's in the fake uh, doctor's office or, or whatever, like when he wakes up in the bed and he wakes up, the cool. I think the coolest se- part of the scene was like they played the baseball game that and he recognized the baseball game on the radio, and he thought he was captured by Hydra or whatever. Right. Yeah. And he runs outside and he's in the present day and like all the SUVs roll up and Nick Fury gets out and kind of tries to explain it to him. That whole scene was cool. Yeah. So my sister was in New York while they were filming that scene. And she told me, she, you know, when she came back, I was like, hey, how's New York? And she's like, it was great. And I, I got to watch a scene for a movie get filmed. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. What movie? And she was like, I don't know, but Samuel L. Jackson was there. And there was this really buff guy in a in a white T-shirt who was there too, and there was like a circle of cars around them and like That's people or whatever. And I was crazy. like, and then I saw the movie and I was like, what? Like, how cool is that? <laughs> and she had crazy. no idea. What That's so she cool. Was watching, yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, that that whole scene was was great, and uh, obviously that it sets up the Avengers. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Any, any, are there any other characters? I mean, we hit all the major players. There's a t- like I said, there's a ton of characters in this movie that you should care about, or they want you to care mm-hmm. about at least. Yeah. 
And we can't fail to mention that one of the Howling Commandos um, is the grandfather or great-grandfather of the principal in Ant-Man or Spider-Man? No, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, and you see a picture of the Howling Commando in his office, Mm -hmm. and it's played by the same actor, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right. So, any any other moments that we didn't talk about? Any favorite moments? Any least favorite moments? Any anything we missed with Captain America? I think uh, I can't really think of a bad scene. Uh, I do. I do really like the chase scene at the beginning when like when Chris Evans figures out he can run real fast and he doesn't have breathing problems anymore and he's not yeah. small and he just like sprints down the the street uh he uses the car door as the shield which is like you know foreshadowing obviously later uh you know i i thought i thought the old lady that was like technically the security guard (laughs) with the the umbrella (laughs) tommy gun yeah was hilarious uh even though she dies um yeah pretty horrifically but still um we didn't talk about how great the for 2011, which I mean, obviously it wasn't that long ago, but how fantastic the graphics were of skinny Steve Rogers, yeah, and how like like even later stuff that Marvel has done, like they, like they did some cool stuff with de aging and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. um, like I don't think that it's been nearly as good as what they did. Obviously, they had to really sell that to sell the part of the story, but. Mm-hmm their work on making him look skinny, which I read they had to film it four different times. They had to film it once with Chris Evans, like in the scene. Uh And then uh, once with just Chris Evans in front of a green screen and no one else around him. Uh And then once with his body double, who was the skinny body double in the scene. And then once with all the other actors, but no Steve Rogers. And then they just edited all four together to make it this one scene. But like, it paid off. Like it's very believable. He looks, yeah. I think he looks really. Yeah. Real. It, it, was be- really it was, it was, it was really believable. Right. And yeah. like, I think getting a small body double and like putting the body double up against taller actors like Sebastian Stan, I think is like six foot. I think, uh, right. you know, getting these taller characters and, or even like when he's sitting in the doctor's office with Stanley Tucci, cause Stanley Tucci is not a, tall person but he's obviously right. bigger right. than this body double in this movie and so it makes it believable you know so yeah i i agree i think that that was uh pretty i think the scene that sells it the most is when he's fighting the bully in the in the alley with the trash can lid yeah that scene was mm-hmm. super believable uh because obviously in the movie theater you can kind of hide it right with lighting and camera angles and stuff but like in that scene in particular he's like standing there right fighting this bully and you could see the body in the face and everything it's super believable right um yeah i think the next time that that was actually kind of believable was when they de-aged robert downey jr in uh which movie was that where uh i think it was civil war yeah yeah civil war which was like the next time that it was super believable so yeah, that's a good scene. Uh, the scene where uh, Steve is getting drunk after uh, 
after Bucky dies and he realizes mm-hmm. he can't get drunk, which yeah. is kind of <laughs> sad. And he's still sitting there drinking, trying <laughs> as hard as he yeah. can. Um, that was a pretty good scene. Uh, and is that well? So I think there's got to be somebody a, a least favorite scene for everybody. Um, I don't know about least favorite scene. I just I I, I didn't. Uh, I think I said this before, but I didn't like how fragmented the story was and how yeah. it like you never really got time to develop these characters. It mm-hmm. just was like time passed. But I don't think that they did a good job. I mean. It was clear that time was passing, yeah. and it was clear that by the end of the movie, the war was won. But, mm-hmm. but a simple like date on the screen showing like, mm-hmm. you know, April nineteen forty two, you know, June nineteen forty two, May nineteen forty three, like just showing that time is passing and being more explicit about that, I think mm-hmm. would help lend weight to the relationship between Stephen Peggy and. Um, you know how people are starting to see Steve Rogers as this true hero, and I just mm-hmm. think so. It's not necessarily one particular scene. I just don't really love how they handled the passage of time. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I on that. Um, I also didn't really care for like the the kind of forced jealousy. It seemed that like a Steve had for Peggy when she when when. Howard was kind of like asking her out to dinner on the plane or whatever. Yeah. And then turned around and the one blonde chick was flirting with Chris Evans or with Captain America and like Peggy kind of didn't like that either. I I honestly feel like they could have pulled that off a lot better, honestly, yeah. because I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like Peggy Carter is the jealous type like that. I, I really don't. And the reason why I say I really don't feel like it is because like uh, when we start talking about Agent Carter, uh-huh. like there's some stuff that goes on in that where, you know, like she does have some romantic interests in other people uh-huh. and that situation will come up again. And she doesn't even handle it even similarly to yeah. how she did in in, uh, in Captain America. Yeah. Um. So that that was like the one thing that kind of didn't really do it for me. It felt really forced, especially because of, you know, what Mark said previously is like, they didn't do a great job of saying, Oh, well, how long have they been interested in each other? Do they know they're interested in each other? Like how long is their relationship been going? How long, like what's the time span of this movie? Technically, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like Mark said, so that just, that whole thing was like, it felt really forced and, you know, not, not that the actress that was flirt. I think it's Natalie Dormer. I think it's the actress. Um, but it just, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. I did like the implementation of like that original shield though. Right. Where like the kind of like the, th- the pointy one, the pointy shield where he was like reading off oh, the back of it. Yeah. Shield? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, him kind of taking this <laughs> weird fake shield into battle with him when he went to rescue everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I thought that was funny, but um, so after credit scenes, thoughts on the after credits scene? It was the it was the boxing scene, right? Where he's boxing. That wasn't. Was that this one? That was that wasn't really an after credit scene. That was a preview for that was preview for Avengers. But that was the. I didn't watch the after credit scene this time. So, but I thought. When we watched it in theaters, what happened next was basically what happened at the end of um, 
after Spider-Man, it was just a trailer for the Avengers. Like after Spider-Man No Way Home, it was a trailer for Doctor Strange 2. That was the post-credit scene. And so I feel like yeah. that's what oh. this was, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. I, I swear it was like the boxing scene where he's like punching the bag and then he punches it so hard that it goes into the wall. Was that not it? And then Nick Fury ca- comes in and hands him the folder. Also a scene from Avengers. When you first see Captain America in Avengers. Yeah. Okay. But I think well, you're right. I think they showed that scene after. I they think, did. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it, maybe they just didn't have one and they just used this scene as a pre, like you said, as a preview, right? Anyways, so it it says here in a cut down scene from the Avengers, Nick Fury gives Steve Rogers an assignment with worldwide ramifications. Mm-hmm. So it is that scene; it's mm-hmm. a version of that scene from the Avengers. Yeah, which was cool. Um, I feel like at this point, Steve is really like a sympathetic character. Like, how do you how do you just jump seventy years into the future? You know. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, we don't know what 70 years into the future looks like for us. You know, I mean, I can't imagine what it would look like for somebody from the 1940s jumping into 2000 and what, 10 at the time, 2011, 2012, I guess. Mm. Yeah, for real. It's, it's, it's crazy. All right, guys. Who wants to rank Captain America? Let me, let me pull up the Discord and see. What yeah, our remind us are. remind us where we're at. Yeah, I should have been pulling this up earlier, but it's okay. I was charging my mouse because it died twice during <laughs> this recording. Um, do, 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 not Nintendo Power Black. We are going to standard definition Marvel Cinematic. Okay, pinned messages. All right, so here's our MCU ranking so far, everybody. Um, number number four. So we've ranked four movies. This is our fifth movie. Number four is Incredible Hulk. Number three, Iron Man 2. Number two, Thor. Thanks, Laron, for giving Mark that one. Uh, and, yes. my, and Iron Man sits at number one. Um, so let's see. Captain America. I'm going to let you guys go first. I, I know where... So personally, I would put this at number one, but like as an overall kind of rewatching and kind of looking at the uh, kind of looking at the MCU right now, I feel like I would put it just under Iron Man, even though it is my favorite phase one movie. My heart wants to put it number one, but I feel like I have to be realistic at this point. Uh-huh. Either way, it goes about Thor. <laughs> but uh Mark, you you have the most interesting take on this movie. You have the I biggest know, I have, you have the I, biggest yes. flip on this movie. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This better be a good thing. I feel like for me, when Thor is operating on all cylinders, it is a better movie than Captain America. But consistency-wise, overall, Captain America is a better movie than Thor, right? But the height, the highs of Captain America do not reach, to me, the highs of 
those scenes on Asgard between Loki and Odin and Thor, they don't reach those highs for me. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I think for me, <laughs> I, I think it would have to s- still be Thor would be my number one. Oh, and and I can't pick between Iron Man and Captain America. Really? But if I had to pick, I think it would be Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor 2. All right. Uh, so you would so you're you would put Captain America at number three regardless. It seems but like. number three sounds so low on the list. It, but it's, it does, it's, but it's, remember it's really a tie between <laughs> Yes, I know there's like 500 movies but it's it's a tie between iron man and captain america so really i think it's like one two two four five but if i had to follow the rules it would be thor iron man captain america iron man two okay so you so in your rankings it would be number three okay leron where where are you putting captain america uh as as much as I want to say it's number one, even though it is my favorite movie. It's also my one. favorite movie. I, I, I <laughs> see, this is where I get stuck. Cause like, I know realistically, realistically, it probably shouldn't be number one, but it's my favorite. It's, it, okay. Here's, here, here's the real deal here. Out it's way better all... than Thor. I'm gonna just I'm gonna put that right oh, there. Oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Thor, Thor, Thor is a mess, and you know, like yes, I did give it, I did give it some help, you know, because because uh, actually I gave Iron Man two some help as well. Um, uh, but um, actually, some help wait, wait. for fourth place. Well, I, I did. I, I, well, actually, you guys, you guys helped sway my opinion for Iron Man two because I, I did not like that movie. I like, love I Iron first Man two. I and think I, Iron Man and, I, and technically, I still don't like Thor. But I mean, you know, like there were a Thor. All right, Leron. So out of this ranking, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna throw it at you. Mm-hmm. It, is it better than Thor? Yes, it's better than Thor. Is it better than Iron Man? <sighs> God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. No, it's not better than... No, it's not better than... Hold on, hold on. If I'm being serious here, there are some reasons why I... There are some reasons why I automatically would say it's not better than Iron Man, but in all seriousness, I've watched Captain America the First Avenger more times than I've seen the original Iron Man. So if we we want to base it off of that, then I'd have to say that Captain America is better than Iron Man, but it's by but it's by such a minuscule stretch that I feel like the movie should be tied. Mm. Okay. That's what I said. Okay. So alright, are we so I agree with you. I, Captain America is my favorite. But there are it's, reasons I think Iron Man is probably a better film than Captain hang on, America. Let me, before you before you cast your vote, hold on. Let me ask you this. Out of all five movies that we've seen right in this in the MCU, mm-hmm. is this the movie that had the most fun? Yes. No, I, I would say Iron Man is probably the one that had the most fun. Oh come on, we're but, not gonna talk about the, we're not gonna talk about the stripper pole, you know, in the private jet. We're not talking about that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I was Iron Man this week. 
<laughs> at work. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. You uh, had a stripper pole at work? <laughs> on the, on why the have we, why are we only plane? now talking about this? Uh, I know, I know. Iron, I, feel like, so, I feel like we had the wrong conversation tonight. Iron, <laughs> so, Iron Man. See, I feel like... Man, it's, I feel like these. I feel like these movies are tied. Like Iron Man and Cap are tied. And right. it's funny too. Right. It's funny too because like right. they're, so they're, here we they're go. the here end we go. Cap movies. All right, here here we go. Mark, Captain America or Iron Man? Iron Man. Okay, Laron, just spit it out. Don't think. Captain America or Iron Man? Captain America. Okay. Somebody has to ask me now. Corey, Captain America. Or Iron Captain Man? America. There we go. Okay. <laughs> there Captain we America. go. Okay. Captain America's number one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> God, wait, uh, wait till we get to, wait till, wait till Tony we come Stark did not die for this. <laughs> wait till we come back to, wait till we come back from next era definition when Avengers finally shows up. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Okay. We have a new ranking. We have a new number one for the first time in five weeks, everybody. <laughs> And everyone's screaming at their podcast apps right now. <laughs> but you know what? I hey, don't care. This is, hey, this is what happens when you let fanboys run it. You know, no, this we're is not, what happens we're not... when you give Mark Thor at number two last week. Okay. <laughs> we're not we're not movie critics. If we were movie critics, none of these movies would be in a good place right now. <laughs> That's All right, not everybody. True. Iron Man would be in a good place. Iron Man is a good movie. It is a good movie. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What's what's Iron Man's Rotten Tomato score? Hold on. While you look that up, while you look that up, our official MCU ranking right now, as it stands, number five, Incredible Hulk. Number four, Iron Man 2, too low. Number three, Thor, too high. Number two, <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> and number one, Captain America, the first Avenger. The next time on MCU and Review, we will be wrapping up Phase 1 with the Avengers. The Avengers. Man. All right. You guys ready for this? Hold on. Mark yeah, has something ahead. to say. No, I think you're going to say what I was going to say, so go for it. You guys ready for this? Okay. So according to, according to, according to both critics and the audience, Iron Man is a superior movie. Iron Man has a 94 critic rating and a 91 uh, audience score, while Captain America has a 79 critic and a 75 79. audience. I 79 lower than Ant Man. <laughs> Hold on, Ant Man's a damn good. You know, lower than Ant Man. It's time to sign off. It's time. It's time. It's time to sign off and give in. Okay, and, so. And, Oh, well, I think, I think we need to, I think we need whoa, to discuss whoa. right now what we're doing after Avengers because we are taking a break from the movies for a couple weeks or a couple runs, right? So we're doing yeah. Agent Carter. We're doing it by season, right? Right. So yeah. are we going to rank Agent Carter as a series or are we going to rank each season in here? We're going we're gonna to rank seasons. Well, the show only got two seasons, so we can't. So we can't fairly, especially when we stack it up against other MCU shows. Mm-hmm. And even though, even though I don't count the freaking uh, Netflix ones, mm-hmm. you know, but that show actually got less seasons than any of the other shows, with the exception of Inhumans. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, which yeah. we're not going, we're, we're not, we're not worried about Inhumans. By the way, we're not. Right. Um, also, is there anything else we want to watch in between Avengers and Iron Man three besides Agent Carter? 
I don't think so. I think the only show that the MCU has referenced directly in the movies is Agent Carter because Jarvis was in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis is he, in Agent Carter. Yeah. And he's in Agent Carter. And then I guess Daredevil was in. Yeah. Spoiler alerts, but he was in um, no Spider Man. But but I think that that's a version of Daredevil. I don't think that's the same Daredevil. So I don't think I th- that the Netflix shows are in the MCU. Yeah. So do we want to do an MC- Do we want to do a Netflix Marvel review at some point? Is that I would love to. I I think I would actually like to also mm. as a separate thing from our MCU I'm, review. I'm very I'm very hesitant. <laughs> well, Leron, we're already doing Agents of Shield, which is now on Disney Plus, so I can cancel Netflix now. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't cancel Netflix. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna do we're gonna do Agents of Shield also by season. Uh-huh. Uh. I, not for MCU. I think maybe we'll just do it on its own. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah. So the next time on MCU and review will be Avengers, and then the two following weeks will be Agent Carter, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, me too. I never finished Agent Carter, so I'm excited. Oh about man, it. dude. I man. I I wanted that because there was there was a rumor that it was going to run three seasons, and. I, I, they needed that third season. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, that's going to wrap this episode of MCU in review. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember, you can get the show two weeks early for just a dollar on our Patreon, patreon.com slash boss rush network. Also, if you want to be a producer of this show, you can subscribe at the $5 level. Uh, really appreciate everybody who listens to the show. If you listen on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. Really, really would appreciate that. Uh, Mark Laron, I appreciate your time as always. Mark, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter, except in Pereira, and you can find me on Basra, Boss Rush. Um, also on the other standard def um, for, uh, we're going through the Disney animated films. Um, and then on Boss Rush, uh, writing movie reviews, and I'm doing Moon Knight right now, um, and you know other stuff that we do on the website. Yeah. Also, shout out to your uh, "What to Watch Before Doctor Strange in Multiverse of Madness" article. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. very good article. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Everybody who sees this needs to read that as like as soon as this comes out because I think Doctor Strange comes out shortly after this episode airs, and if you want to catch up, you need to get on it. Uh, Laron, where can we find you? All right, you can find me on social media at Exodus803. Um, also, that's my Twitch and YouTube channel, so check it out. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, 8.30 p... 8, I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, is, is the Crossroads podcast. It's a rebranding of the Crossroads PlayStation podcast because now we have fully integrated uh, PC and Xbox content into the fold. So, uh, so yeah, so there's a little bit more that we get to talk about, but we try to, but we are trying to, like, shorten the time frame for you, the time, uh, the, the runtime for you guys. But yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, it's it's a fun rump. We still we still talk about everything, you know, and we still have fun doing it. Uh, also, don't forget, I am part of the Boss Rush podcast team as well as the uh, the lead host for uh, the Boss Rush After Dark show, which you guys have to be on that. You know, you guys have to 
get on that and listen to it. And uh, that's that's everything. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast. Uh, you can find me uh, hosting Nintendo Power Block. You can also find me on the Disney Standard Definition with Mark and Stephanie. And uh, Ed, Stephanie, and I are doing Nintendo consoles in a review for Standard Def as a series. Uh, that's so cool. that's uh, you'll be able to find that. And also, you should be able to see our Indiana Jones uh, Standard Def in review wrapped up uh, by the time this airs. Um, that was a very fun one. There's some surprises in there I think you guys will uh, <laughs> want to listen to. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Have a good one.